Episode 59 of your Death Piles and Taxes show, live and on location for our birthday celebration. One year anniversary. Can you believe we made it this far? I always believe it. You, you lose faith in us, but I knew we'd be five years. No, I was talking about my wife. She didn't believe we'd make it this She's far. She's not listening. That's true. There's, there's no reason to throw that out. Neither's Holly. No, she gave up. After the Halloween, she was done. She said this is a waste of your time. So super special. We've done an entire year of these podcasts. Um, it's been great. Derek and I, uh, over this year, we've we've come to find a lot of interesting things out. Uh, we've had a hashtag husky section. Um, there's a coup, apparently, to kick me out of the podcast. We're working on it. One one uh, time, or piece at a time, is that the phrase? Apparently, the engineering team has been really slacking on his job, and the last podcast has had some quality issues. I'm looking for new co-hosts at uh, D. Roy Everett on all the social medias. If you'd like to come and you can run the board, I'll, I'll put you in charge. Hey, did you see that tweeter to you from your buddy Gary Vee today? Nope. I told you. I said you'd hit him up. They're looking for a, a WWE wrestling guy. Oh, well, I should do that. Did you not read the tweet I sent to you? You know, you know what I did today? Some of these people know. Now, we're live on location with guests. Phil of Venue Sports has been so nice to have us here. And me and Adam are going to start fighting like an old married couple. Well, I'm just making sure the <laughs> listeners thanks, know. At Thanksgiving table, when the family kind of gets awkward, you've ate a little too much, and your wife says, those pants look a little tight, and then you just go off. So, That's about where we're at. So I think we're there. I mean, it's we, we've got also... Uh, I, I uh, Let me say this real fast. All right. I had to put in... So we woke up the other day, and we didn't have any heat coming, and it was the coldest day of the year. Our furnace has decided that, that it was just, it's dead. I told you to pay your bills. Oh, we paid the bills. That oh, was fine. Oh, sure you did. So we have the guy come out, and uh, needless to say, today we're transferring money, and we're putting down a whole new furnace and air conditioner, so I didn't see your tweet. Okay. But I made it here tonight. Well, that's Here, great. right here I'm at Venue Sports. Glad you did your anniversary. <laughs> we, we've had one of our, you know, our special listeners, Jimmy Cheapy Pants. He's on location Jimmy, with us. Jimmy's here live and in person. Asking better questions than me and you when we're talking to Phil. That's right. And I I still think that Jimmy is a he, he's doing it all. He's selling. He's doing the things that uh, we just don't know about it. Well, I've been here. Maybe you can interrogate him in a little bit. I, I think we might have to. So he might have to leave early. <laughs> um, Aaron's here. So <laughs> snowstorm in the time. We're having we're having a good time today. So we're going to jump on. We're going to ask uh, Phil. Aaron. Aaron, personal friends of uh, current. Hold on! Don't don't get there. I might just need to have him jump this on is, there. This is the lesson I've learned from last week's podcast. Okay, well, you, you just brought an impromptu. I, I need to have the man, Aaron, on. This is Aaron Everett. This is the this is the Everett of the bunch. Like <laughs> This is why the board works. Adam's great. Uh, not me, Adam. Adam, the brother Adam. Derek's good, but Aaron is the superstar. So we're going to bring him in. Uh I don't know if anybody's familiar, but we just had this event this last week. It was called the Super Bowl. Aaron, are you familiar with the Super Bowl? That I am. Well, I'm very familiar with the Super Bowl. I know you've got a little tie to that Kansas City area. Tell us what your tie is. I uh, was out there for a little bit. I don't remember what you guys called it. 
Your, you call you want. Your, we call it your religious <laughs> sabbatical. Yeah, that's what that's we refer the to them as. Church-related vacation. That's right. So I actually lived in Kansas City for a while, about six months or so. So familiar with the area, the people, the food, um, a few local celebrities there. I not think to, there's one in particular. Not to drop any names, but there, there's I a, may have met the famous Andy. No last name needed, I believe, but... We'll just call him Brother Andy. Brother Andy, yeah. We can go with that. So you were in an area on your religious sabbatical with Brother Andy. Is, is he a good guy? That, that is correct, yeah. He's a great guy. Him and his wife, both awesome people. You mean his trophy wife? <laughs> yeah. Depends on the news, what, what you read there, but... So did Brother Andy share any double cheeseburgers with you? Apparently that's the rumor going around. The man likes his cheeseburgers. Uh, yeah, I would say he definitely loves his cheeseburgers, and you can't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like a good cheeseburger. They're, they're pretty good out there. but um, No, I think, I think he might have offered some food before, but I don't think it was cheeseburgers. So, Do you have any insights, like maybe just a little funny tidbit that, that Brother Andy did to, with you while the six months you were out there? Um, no, I, I was offered tickets to go to multiple games of... I so wanted, but... You you were offered tickets to the Kansas City this, Chiefs. This was before they were Super Bowl champions, mind you. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. I don't want to throw you under the bus here, but you said you had tickets, but now because they're Super Bowl champs, you'd be interested? I was interested then. Okay. But Your religious duties would not yeah, allow it at the some, time? Some rules and things in play. We weren't allowed to go, but... Okay. The, the offer was on the table... I would gladly accept them any time of the year. Now, I told them last week, I said, you call up Mrs. Reed and you tell her that offer still stands and you're in Florida and you want tickets to the game. <laughs> well, it might have been a little bit, but we'll get, do you think that there's a, a possibility here in maybe in the next uh, eight months that if we decided we want to take a road trip to Kansas City, you might be able to help us out? Um, we pay for tickets. We can maybe figure something out. I don't know. We'll have to see. But. I mean, we're we're not you know we're not mooching. We'll pay for tickets. The show budget will definitely pay for. We the could budget. probably track the reads down. It, now, hey, what happens after that? I I can't promise anything. Hey, you know, if, even if we show up on a, on a Thursday at the practice and you know maybe uh, split some uh, Big Macs, that'd be good with me, right? I'm just lots of practice. Need a Big Mac. I don't even have to split it with him. Well, Aaron, too late. I'll dress up in red. Maybe I'll sneak on the field and get a mustache going. So I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. That's that's a great tidbit. Yeah, you bet, you're, you're, you're the man. You're the reason this whole show exists. That, that is true. Well, sorry. I didn't want. I knew. I know Aaron. No, no. And also, this kid has some luck because he was a Royals fan when he came back as well, and they've had some great years in between that time. So, well, if you want Aaron to cheer for your sports franchise, you can reach out to us and. Uh, for a certain amount of money, you can get you can get a trophy. Fifty <laughs> years for Kansas City. Fifty years, and from what I understand, maybe if things continue to go well, Brother Aaron could maybe just fly us out there. The way the way he's going, yeah, he gives hours in, and he's a Ohio State guy, so he's got he's got some pretty good teams going. He's got some things going. Well, you just have to pick the winners. That's how you, you pick the winners. You don't go with what we've done. Well, if we could do that, we friend friend briefcase would make some dollars. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe we take you to Vegas. We pick some winners. <laughs> Then our problems are solved. Who well, won the uh, family tournament this week? Yeah, in the uh, so for the family uh, Super Bowl, I printed off some prop bets because last year it got a little. It was a defensive game. It got a little boring for some people. So this year I printed off a sheet of the prop bets, had everyone fill them out, 
And once the, the grading was done, Aaron won. Well, I wasn't going to get into it, but any of these prop bets like involve the percentage of clothing on the halftime singers. Did, did you watch the halftime show? I actually turned it off. Okay, then we won't go there. I, I, I watched the first half. And after the second half, I turned it off. We enjoyed it, didn't we? We had our own little halftime dance competition. We were having a good time at Everhome. <laughs> were there any um, apple bottom jeans in this there dance have, competition? There might have been. It was. It was. Uh, no, we didn't have any of. Uh, what do we have? Just kind of your standard stuff. Please tell me that you were fully clothed. I didn't want to see you in any like speedos or anything. You, you weren't invited to the party, so it doesn't matter. Please let me know that Jerry Sloan's jock strap is still available. Like, clean one owner. Clean one owner. All right. It wasn't secondary used on the market. Clean one owner. If you want to buy it for your Super Bowl party, though, it's available. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. So, well, let's bring Phil on. I mean, that's the whole okay, reason. Okay, the man, the man, the reason we're here. Well, I mean, I'm just going to kind of paint the scene here. We're at Phil's um, card shop here in, in Spanish Fork. Um, I, I'm looking at several awesome things. So, Phil, let's have you come jump on. We'll go over a couple things, and I'm just going to kind of paint the scene. We we had to move into the office because it's so, um, you know, it's it's kind of boomy. But we're in his office, and we're looking at an Evil Knievel picture, which uh, I'm a big Evil Knievel guy. Over here, I've got a, a Brett Hall signed puck, some Johnny Bench cards, um, Mecklen. I can't remember. Is it, his Carl, first name was Carl, right? Carl Mecklenburg. Carl Mecklenburg jersey. So we're here to Phil's shop, and we just want to know. Um, Phil, thanks for having us. Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. Derek and I are big fans. Why did you open up a card shop? Well, uh, I retired about three years ago, and about five years prior to retiring, I started buying and uh, accumulating a number of cards just thinking I would do something after I retired. Um, when I did retire, I at first decided to go to the local, uh, they have a Art City Days in Springville and the Fiesta Days in Spanish Fork, and I thought, well, I'll just bring my cards there and just see what what happened. And so uh, I, would, I did five shows the first year about three years ago, and um, the next year I had kids coming back from prior years looking for me at the events and I thought it was pretty cool. Kids would actually bring their binders to the events and show me their cards that they collected over the year and uh, people would ask me about having a store and I I didn't have one. I wasn't planning on doing one and uh, about a year ago I just started looking around thinking just something in me just kept wanting to do it and uh, I told my wife I said you know I just really have something in me that um, I just feel like I've got to do it I just want to have a place where kids can go that are around, from live around here and kind of do what we did as kids you know go hang out with their buddies get some cards um, kids come down with their with their father and they get some cards or their mother and they open cards. I, I've had I have young girls come in here that are so smart on sports. Um, it it just amazes me the people that come in this store. So um, so anyhow I decided 
uh, last spring to look around and be serious about it, and I found this little place on the north end of town, and it's uh, it's not the most uh, uh, commercial area. It's a little bit industrial, but it was kind of... Uh, it's primo real estate. Oh, thank Let's you. be honest. Like you're right down by the boom. You got the new hospital, all these new places, and I appreciate you calling us kids because I'm the one that wants to come here every week. <laughs> so you My got- paycheck, after, after payday, I usually come visit Phil and uh, leave with a... A smile on my face and a little less in the wallet, but it's and well worth it. I appreciate those guys coming in. Uh, there, I, I, I've met so many awesome people and made. I mean, really, I think I've made a lot of new friends, and um, it's the coolest part of doing this. It's the people, and so um, you've made a business, though. I mean, this is what yeah. you do all day, every day. It's what I do. I mean, I retired. Like I said, I retired. I worked for a power company for thirty-two years, so I, I. Uh, I retired. I, I told my wife, I said, you know, I could probably screw up a good retirement doing something like this. But, you know, it actually <laughs> it actually turned out to be a lot of fun. I told Derek the other night, it was Sunday night after the Super Bowl, and I was kind of wishing I was open on Monday. I was wanting <laughs> to get down here. And uh, That Pat Mahomes, he's going to be a pretty good ball player is what I hear. He's a good little ball player, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I hear from the Husky section. <laughs> So I, I won't go into it, but I do know some guys. That's the best thing about this small, niche area. People know people. And I'm going to be meeting with Morris Blackett here in a couple weeks, and I know he's got stories. Uh, I think me and Morris have a couple of stories, <laughs> too. And uh, I even know some stories about Morris that he probably doesn't know that I know about him. So uh, That's the best part. So, I mean, I have this reality show that I want to put together, and it's going to be – uh, Derek's dad, Morris Blackett, and my father-in-law, and we're going to send the three of them to New York City and just let them do their thing. I think you. I think it would be incredible. I actually went to Tennessee, uh, to Nashville with Morris about three years ago. Uh, well, no, not three years ago. Probably about five years ago. And, Look at that. Uh, we went to Nashville, and uh, we're going to have a fourth. You're going with. That's we're doing. I mean, Derek's real familiar. Local. I'm yeah. with. I, yeah, I. I I know a lot of guys down there, and I kind of feel like part of the family down there. So you, you've retired from your, your, your gig, and you have a card store. I mean, I, you know, I love my wife. She does everything. I want to see how you convinced her to do that. Okay. Now, first off, when Adam says a card store, if you're in the Utah area, you owe it to yourself to come see this place. It's almost like a sports museum. And... Uh, it's got the autographs on the wall. When you come in, you have your... Sorry, I talk way too loud, Phil, they tell me. You got all these autographs on the wall. And you got all this memorabilia. You got some really cool things just to come see. I've been to a lot of sports card stores. Uh, when we went to uh, San Francisco for the uh, Pac-12 championship game, we went to a few stores there. Been to a few in the area. And yours is almost like a cool place just to come hang out. But you got more than just cards. You got the memorabilia. You got... So if anyone's in the area, you should come see, just to come see the store. It's really that cool to do. Thanks so much, Derek. I appreciate it. You know, when I was putting it together, I really wanted to make it a um, place where people could come. Like I said, even if you're not even in looking for cards, you just want to come and hang out for a little while and look at some sports memorabilia, come, you know, uh, come down and talk and just hang out. Uh, it's It's... That's what I wanted. And, uh, now, Adam so wants to know how you taught your wife into it. I stole, I stole his question there a little bit. So so when you go to the missus and you say, hey, I got an idea. How do you pitch this? 
she knew uh, when she met me. Uh, my brother and I actually, uh, when she met me, my brother and I were racing a Nitro Funny car for uh, about two years prior. So we were uh, up to our ears in racing. And so she, when we met, she knew I kind of had this part of me that I don't have to listen to reason all the time. I just can do, I'll do what I want to do. And uh, so she knew, she knew. Now. She kind of knew that I'm kind of a little bit of a loose screw. Can. Yeah, I got, yeah, exactly. And so you got to be kind of nuts. And uh, I, then I started reading books and, and, you know, seeing people that inspire me. And I, uh, I just had this, you know, and I love the show Field of Dreams. And, you know, oh, when I, oh, and it's not, it, there's a little guy right there. And, uh, and so, you know, I had this little thing in me that uh, not so much if, they, if you build it, they will come, but go the distance. And uh, I, you know, I'm 50, um, 57 years old when I'm thinking about doing this. And I thought, you know what, I've got one last race car in me. And this is what I told my wife. I said, Ooh. I got one more funny car in me. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, if I do it, I want to do it nice. And so that's what, uh, that was kind of the way we did it. And uh, my wife, she's awesome. She goes along. You're dang right she is. I've she met her. <laughs> <laughs> I have. She was here the one you day. Have, and that's I, right. I make sure I give lots of encouragement to, uh, to spouses. I remember in fact, I remember that, Adam, and, you know, it was like perfect timing because we <laughs> she was bringing down packages for me that were being delivered. They get delivered to the house, and uh, she'll bring down packages for me. She'll bring me down dinner. She'll, she's, she is an awesome lady, And uh, but I remember that day you were in the store for the first time, yeah, and, was. Uh, and you threw some words of encouragement out there, and I'll tell you, you what. You hooked me up that day, it, too. Thanks for care, was. Man. It was uh, it was it was well needed too. It was kind of one of those things where it's it doesn't hurt to have other people, um, you know, uh, say some grease the wheels. Grease the wheels. That's exactly that's exactly what it was. So most of our people are online that listen to this. They run eBay stores or, or Amazon. Kind of just they do it out of their garage or, or their back rooms and stuff like that. How do you go to open like? What's the process to get in the store, get up and running? I mean, you can't just go down to Walmart and just buy all their cards and put them on your shelf. I mean, that you know, right. you lose money fast that way. So, right. for the people listening that think, "Man, that's cool," and they're, you know, five states away or cross country in England or, or wherever. I guess that's cross continent actually. Um, how how do you go about making the dream happen and and, and start a store? Because a lot of people will come to us or our main question is, "How do I start selling on eBay?" Just finding one item to list. So. How do you make a whole a whole store get all the memorabilia that ball rolling? Okay, uh, you know what what really helped me was uh, getting ready for those, learning how to do those shows um, at the little Art City days of Fiesta days. I mean, they would be three or four day shows, but when I was first gonna do that, I bought a canopy, I bought some tables, I set it out up in my driveway. I bought um, display cases, thinking how I would display cards and uh, how I would display pictures. So I kind of I I did that first, and I and I set it up in my driveway, and I 
taught myself how to put it together, how to display my cards, and then I went to the shows. And you know, I, I'll I'll say this: I went to my very first show in Springville, and uh, but the first day I went there, I I really thought I'd sell something, and I didn't sell one thing. And goose egg. Uh, yeah, and I thought. I went home that night and I told my wife, I said, you know, I, I felt like Nicolas Cage when he thought he'd find the treasure on National Treasure. <laughs> and I said, I really thought I'd sell something. And I kind of had my tail between my legs that night. But then I went back the next day and, you know, those and people that do those shows, you have no idea how much, how how hard people work that do those shows. You know, people get... It's a grind. It's a it's a grind. And, and, uh, and you get there at 8 in the morning and... I would take my stuff all out of there at night. It would take me two hours to take down, take it out of there, come back two hours early, set it up, till I finally realized I would do that every show for the first couple of years. And wow. it was, and I would get home at one in the morning and head back down there at seven in the morning. And I thought, uh, is this really worth it? I mean, a lot of times you're thinking, but then you get a uh, somebody comes in or uh, or some people come in and some, or some kids come in. And they just think that's the coolest place in the world. And then a kid says to you, "This is the coolest. Uh, this is the coolest tent in the whole. Uh, oh yeah, the in, whole place. In the whole place. And you know, those are the things that make it worth it. I mean, if you're really doing it, you know. I mean, you you make some money doing it, but it it gave me an idea of what was popular with people, what's not popular. That's I what mean, you I, have. I made a ton of mistakes. Um, but I did that for the first couple of years, and then uh, the last year, this year, I I really wasn't sure that I was going to do it, but I I wanted to do a store. So I thought, I decided in the spring I was going to do a store, and I thought that's the best way for me to get a hold of the people that have come the last couple of years locally. Sure. So I thought I'll do Art City Days and Fiesta Days at two two closest shows and I uh, and I had flyers and I said you know uh, by the way we're gonna open up a store and so that that gave me a good boost of people that you, yeah you needed me you know I'll tell you kind of what I see because again I look at it from an accountant I'm the number guy I see everything I don't know if I mean I know Derek remembers this we had onion days here about I don't know about nine months ago where we live at and I saw the same thing there was a guy set up with his shop and he had all his cards. Then I was like thinking, man, this guy's got a lot of stuff. I better call Derek because Derek knows more about cards. So when I talked to this guy, he's an older gentleman. He'd, he'd been in the game for a long time. But I noticed when we were at his shop, at, his, at the show, he had zero Donovan Mitchells. He had nothing. He didn't, I don't think he knew who Zion Williamson was. Um, he just didn't have the new stuff. He had a lot of 80s. 90s, you know, junk era cards. But then he had a lot of older, I mean, older stuff that was 60s and 70s, which it, it didn't uh, resonate with me. It doesn't resonate with my kids because, yes, it'd be wonderful. They know who Babe Ruth is, but Stan Musial, uh, okay, Ted Williams, not a big deal. So that was the first thing that I noticed when I came into your store is that you had the newer stuff and you, you had an Instagram account. I mean, you, you were doing things that card guys had never done before. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing where I knew when I came in, I'm like, this guy gets it. So okay. kudos on you on that part. Well, and I had a little help with that when I, uh, before I did the store, I would, um, 
there's a little food pantry in Spanish Fork called Tab of This Way, and there's uh, Wendy Osborne that started that. Uh, I actually have volunteered for them for two years uh, prior to opening the store, and Wendy, when I was going to do uh, look for a place to lease, I thought I would ask her, since she's doing the food pantry, and she it's, it's an operation down there. She's got people working for her. She's an awesome lady, and they do incredible things. But Wendy gave me, she also works for the Chamber of Commerce for um, Spanish Fork. So she told me about, gave me some ideas about joining the Chamber of Commerce. Spanish Fork has its own TV station. They come down, do a grand opening for you, put you on their TV station. You know, it, it that's, that's what kind of got me thinking. I have to do more than just open the store and, you know, try to get the word out. And, uh... Then, so, um, I joined the chamber, they came down, did a, a ribbon cutting for me, and uh, it was, I, I opened in August, they did that in about September, and uh, came in down, did a ribbon cutting for me, and uh, and then people would ask, do you have Facebook, do you have Instagram, and I've got a daughter that kind of set me up on Facebook and Instagram, and, you know, I, I try to post something every day, just try to keep relevant, but, you know, what? It, it all... It all helps. Well, that's what makes it fun. I mean, you're doing something you enjoy. It's fun. You like coming into work. It's, uh, you know, every day is kind of a new adventure almost. Um, what's what's one item or something that you've seen? I guess there's probably multiple, but just something really cool. I know a lot of people, when they open their, uh, or they buy cards from you, they'll open them here and kind of do a break and see what they have. And we talked, I think it was a couple weeks ago, where me and you both have our superstition kind of routines of, how we open our cards and where we put them, and, and we have our whole uh, almost ritual, right? And that's kind of the fun thing. Everybody that gets cards has kind of their own ritual. But as far as things that you've seen in the shop that people have opened here, what's what's something come to mind this first little bit? I've seen some cool. Uh, it's it's been it's been real enjoyable. I've seen. Uh, um, oh, there's a guy that comes in, uh, a friend of mine now. Um, his name's Kyle, and he's a he loves baseball. His father actually had a card shop when he was younger, and Kyle comes in every couple of weeks and he'll buy some packs of baseball cards. And he opened up some cards one day, and there was an Anthony Rizzo autograph in one of the cards, and it was like you know, and it was just a it was a beautiful card and and something he loved, and uh, I was as excited as he was, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, then I saw uh, there's a there's a young boy that comes in here. He he would come to the um, he met me at Art City Days and Fiesta Days, and when I was the first day I was open, he had saved my flyer, and he had saved up his money and and uh, he bought a hobby box, which was an eighty dollar box of cards, and he's about ten years old, eleven years old or so, and uh, he bought that hobby box because he was looking forward to opening up some cards and he didn't open them here but he came back a couple days later with his mother and uh and his mother said he's a big dodger fan and she said um he wants to tell you what he got and uh, he actually pulled a cody bellinger autograph out of one of those boxes that he bought here so awesome. just little things like that um i have seen some awesome uh, things get pulled, but it's just it's just incredible to just see people get things they like, have fun here. Um, you know, there's some not always there, yeah. yeah. There, there's just been some nice stuff. things, yeah. 
Derek, do you know it's been a year that we've been doing this show? I don't think so. I think you better check your uh, calendar and, and rebound that. Hey, everything's on the internet now, and if it's on the internet, it's true. Well, if it's true, we need to do something for our birthday. You're going to buy me some gifts? I mean, we've been talking about this for almost a year now. I can't believe we've made it this far. What, what should we do for our celebration? Well, I have an idea. Now stick with me here. What if we, instead of giving each other gifts, give our listeners a gift? What if we give our listeners a birthday present from us at Death Piles and Taxes? Uh, well, you know everybody likes cash. Are you going to come up with some cash? You know, I, I'm not just going to hand out cash. You're not going to make it rain? I mean, how much cash could we give out to thousands of people, really? And that's true. I think it costs more to send a quarter than what it does it's worth, right? Yeah, I mean, we've been most things, but you're telling me I'm going to get audited by the IRS if I start doing this stuff. I told you, I won't let them send you back to jail again. What if we give our listeners a Death Piles and Taxes sticker? Oh, that way I could throw it on the, the back of your bumper right next to your Feel the Burn sticker. Or you could put it on your thrifting cart. So people know that they can find our podcast. Oh, what if you put on the back of your cool Mac computer like you got? That'd be cool. I mean, is that a good birthday? I think that's a pretty good gift. That's a great, great idea. Now, how would somebody go about getting one of these stickers? I mean, we can't just give them to everybody. You know, we've been we've been trying really hard. I mean, we're, we're moving our way up on the uh, Apple podcast. I think maybe if we could in- incorporate something like that. Okay. So, if you want one of these stickers... Death Piles and Taxes exclusive birthday stickers, you're going to have to go on to wherever you get this podcast and subscribe or give us a five-star review. Or, you know, we're on YouTube now, so I guess you should subscribe to us over there. But Adam, how are we going to know if they do this? Well, if they could maybe, like, send a screenshot to you on your Instagram or Twitter or throw it up on the Facebook uh, page, I think that'd be a good way to see it. That'd be a good way. Hey, I got, I got more ideas. All right, what other idea do you got? We're always talking about Grandpa Joe and what a scumbag he is. You, you know we like that uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. What if I had five golden tickets that I put in with these stickers? Ooh. And in order to get a golden ticket, you just have to do the same thing, but they'll just be five randomly put in. I'll have my wife do it upside down so I don't know who gets what until they've already won the prize. You're saying you're not going to cold envelope and send one to Jake in Oklahoma? I mean, he's got a pretty good chance, but so does your buddy Brian. That's true. They both got good chances. Even Waddy probably has a fair chance. Hey, Waddy's probably going to have Ken Jennings do it for us. So, how about this? All right. If they get a golden ticket, they can, if they're in the state of Utah or want to come to the state of Utah, we'll hang out with them for, for a half a day, take them out to dinner, lunch, whatever, and go thrift shopping with them. Man, you know me. It's been a while since I've been sourcing you hang out with me and Adam, we go have a good time, and we buy we buy your lunch. Oh, that sounds good. But wait, you don't live in the state of Utah. Well, we're, everybody knows we're going to eBay Oakland, what is it, July 24th? Well, it hasn't been announced yet, but traditionally that's when it is. Vegas! If you go to eBay Open, you can hang out with us in Vegas for, what, a night? What do you want to do? Yeah, all I know is you're going to want to be hanging with D-Roy because he knows the thrifting spots down there. Well, even if we don't go thrifting, I know my way around Casino Buffet. Maybe we can see your, uh, what, your, your second cousin Chum Lee over there at the pawn shop? You never know what's going to happen, but we'll hang out with you down at, uh, at eBay Open in Vegas. Okay. Okay, but wait a Vegas. minute. What I don't I... live in Utah, and I'm not going to eBay Open. Okay, so what does that mean? Do I just have a cool sticker that I can, you know, look at and 
uh, know that it's a golden ticket sticker because it looks different and it has a little note on it saying that it's a, a winner golden ticket. Well, maybe what we could do is we could jump on a Skype and, and kind of maybe go over their store, give them some suggestions, see if they can uh, show us some of their death pile and, and kind of give them some uh, options to make some money. So we're going to reach out via the interweb and just hang out with them for whatever they want. 20 minutes, half hour, five days, whatever, and, right? And if this is one of our wonderful listeners, we don't have a problem sending these international. We know we're an international show. If you're in France, we will find a friend to interpret for us. We'll, we'll Skype it up and we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Worldwide. Wait a minute, Adam. I'm, okay, I'm in the given mood now. Now i got a crazy idea. Okay, what's your crazy idea? Okay, so you go ahead and you have done this. And I don't care how many times you do this with different people's devices or phones. Send me a screenshot. I'll send you five, 20 stickers, whatever it is, right? Uh, as long as I have supply left. I guess I'll throw that out there. Stack in the deck. If you do this, let's do a random drawing each week of February where we take everyone from that week that has uh, sent me a screenshot and got a sticker. And the person that wins that is going to get a free t-shirt, a Death Piles and Taxes t-shirt. Man, that sounds exciting. So how you're going to do it is you have to send a screenshot of you subscribing, rating our show on either a, on a podcast like Apple iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this. You're subscribing, a five-star review, or if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, screenshot it, send it over on Twitter at D-Roy Everett, Instagram, or our Facebook group, which is... Uh, Death Piles and Taxes. That easy. Pretty easy to find. Well, we're excited. February's going to be a great celebration month for us. Thank you to all of you who have listened over this past year. Uh, we really appreciate it, giving us a lot of encouragement, and we're going to just keep pushing along until we get to year two. Stickers are coming in. Limited supply. Because I got a golden ticket. To blame the mother and the father. So, Phil, um, you showed us your collection from your brother. You guys showed us. This is one of the things that Derek and I, I mean, if this was me in the 70s, I'd be doing the same thing. So, you know, your but your brother wrote to all of these different teams, mm-hmm. uh, essentially copied and pasted, hey, mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, we love what you got, that... 70s, I mean, this is pre-Randall Cunningham days. You're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, a lot right. of good offenses and defenses back in those days. Uh, Ron, oh man, what's his name? The guy that used to be on the, the commentator, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jaworski. Ron Jaworski. I, don't hey, Ron, I don't know why we didn't have that at the tip of our tongues. Yeah. Ron Jaworski, you're the greatest guy ever. Can you send me some stickers? And then he, the next page said that your brother had Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Tom Landry, I love what you do. <laughs> send me some cards. And he's got a whole stack of them. So tell me how you found those. You know, uh, they were actually, my uh, brother had passed away in 2002. And uh, my mother, she lived up in Salt Lake City with my, her, my stepfather. And uh, when they were moving, uh, you know, we did an organized move till about the last day. And then it was kind of just grab things and, and take them. So we had, we did the, we all did that. My brother, my other brother, and uh, my sister and so uh, about that was in probably 2005 so about five years ago I was downstairs um, when I, I have a bow flex and once in a while I'd use that 
Uh, yeah, me too. Not Phil. very often. <laughs> not very often. And uh, but I happened to be using my Bowflex, and I was uh, looking at my shelf, and I had this school book bag. Uh, my it was my brother's school book bag from when he was in probably first grade. And uh, I thought, oh, that's kind of strange. I didn't even know it was, I really didn't even know it was there. And uh, I thought, oh, it's, I probably could get rid of that, you know. Um, and so, but I thought, well, I better check it out. And I opened it up, and inside that school book bag was every one of those sports letters that he had written. It was kind of like uh, finding something that you don't normally find. And I knew what they were when I saw them, and, uh, but... They were just all just stacked in there, and so all, he kept every envelope, every piece of paper, every schedule that they sent him. And so I uh, I took them out, and I just decided to put them all in binders, and uh, it was kind of cool because, like, I got to hang out with my brother uh, again. Now, we didn't get into it, and I'm going to, you know, this is it. I'm guessing you're close with your brother then. Uh, we were close, you know, uh, he was a little older than, I've got two brothers and I've got one that's about my age and the one at my age were the ones that did the racing together, but my older brother, he was about five years older, uh -huh. but, uh, he had, uh, so, had some medical issues and passed away, like yeah. I say, when he was about 48 years old, so, um, but yeah, we were, you know, we were all close, I mean, and you, and you found these things, and this brought you back to your childhood memories. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool because uh, you know, especially finding those little uh, the little notebook that had his he had wrote all the team the teams <laughs> copy down and, and copy and paste and had had letters that he hadn't even sent off, and then he had uh, on the, another page he had wrote the teams down and was checking off which ones he had written to so he could write to the new ones so nobody got too tired of seeing his letters, <laughs> and he. You know, he was a smart guy. He was the smartest one of the family. Uh, he was. And, uh, you know, he probably had it figured out more than I did. I mean, I wrote to the teams, but... Uh, he knew what to do. He, yeah. But he had it down to kind of like an art. So the, Derek and I talk about it, too. I mean, I'm this whole social media thing, all of it's new to me. But your brother was doing LinkedIn before LinkedIn was cool. <laughs> so, I mean, this is the same thing. I mean... Yeah. You know, I started using LinkedIn a little while ago for work, and, and it was really cool. Like yesterday, one of the companies that I deal with, with uh, my other company, the online wheelchair company, I sent a message to this guy who's the CEO of a company that got like 45 employees. He looked at my message. He emailed me back and says, wow, that's the coolest thing ever. I'm in India right now, but let me call you when I get back. Your brother was writing letters to the owners of these companies, and they'd see it and say, this is really cool. And they'd send it back some, I mean, you've got some really cool decals. Yeah, we, we, you know, they'd send you decals. They'd send you, I remember, I, I actually wrote to the Miami Dolphins, and it was back in the early 70s when they, when when they were undefeated. Yeah. yeah, they were good. And uh, I actually asked for, uh, you know, a lot of times you'd ask for an autograph of one of the stars. Bob Greasy. Or, yeah, I actually, I actually asked for some uh, autographs and some pictures and I actually got three eight by tens, uh one Bob Greasy, one uh Larry Zonka and one Paul Warfield. See we he said Larry and, Zonka. Uh, and then uh, I got a I'd write to the New Orleans Saints and 
they were not good. And uh, uh, Archie Manning would Archie say Manning, something. I've got an eight by ten Archie Manning <laughs> picture out there in my binder, and you know they weren't autographed, but it was still cool. And uh, but I and then I did write to the Atlanta uh, well the Atlanta Braves when uh, Hank Aaron was that. playing for him, and I asked for an autographed Hank Aaron picture, and. Uh, I did get an autographed Hank Aaron picture, and it's in my store. It's uh, framed now. I got it framed uh, about ten years ago, and uh, but I got it on display, and that's really the the coolest thing I actually have in this store. On top of the other things I have in the store, things in this office, and these are I have pictures given to me by kids from the Art City days. A little kid named Alex brought that to me and gave that to me. Uh, I've got some pictures. I've got some neighbors. That's a picture of my neighbor that plays soccer. Um, I have some uh, people from drag racing that kind of inspire me. Uh, you know, there's uh, John Force up on the wall, an autograph, and he's 70 years old and drives a 340-mile-an-hour, 12,000-horsepower funny car. And you got to have uh, people to inspire you. Evil Knievel up there. I saw those posters, and I... Me and my brother used to watch Evil Knievel on Wild World of Sports when he was doing these jumps, and I saw Evil Knievel. I thought, you know what? I mean, there's a guy that did it and had the guts to do it. So you gotta you gotta use little things to inspire you sometimes. So, so inquiring minds want to know why is that car funny? I don't know what it well, means. Well, why do they call it a funny uh, yeah, car? Yeah, it, it it became it it, it kind of a funny car is a is about a ten thousand twelve thousand horsepower engine. Uh, that's got a fiberglass body on it that goes, uh, you, you drag race it from the, in a quarter mile. Uh, it used to be a quarter mile. They used to blow up too much and guys were getting killed. Oh, 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 so, oh. so they shortened the track to, uh, they shortened the, the top fuel cars to a thousand foot. And you put nitromethane in the fuel tank. It's, uh, they're pretty awesome machines. It, it sounds like you're racing a rocket. You, you're, yeah, and you go about from zero to in a thousand foot. You go from zero to about three hundred thirty miles an hour in about three three or four seconds. They call they used to be called a fuel coupe, but then it turned into funny car, and that's what they they go by. So that explains the the screw loose earlier. <laughs> yes, that all adds up. A lot of nitromethane fumes. Now. Uh, we got a younger generation asking this question. They want to know how you found the addresses to these sports teams because you couldn't just Google it back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah. There was no Google. There was no internet. No anything. It was all you. All you knew is uh, what you you uh, you knew what the stadium was called, where they played, and uh, so when you'd write to the Pittsburgh Pirates, you'd go, uh, you know, write your letter, address it to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, would be uh, Riverfront Stadium, I that's believe. That's the one, yep, that's the one. And, Pittsburgh, and in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and that's a, that's all you did, stick a stamp on it and let her fly. And uh, you, That's kind of like when I write Santa. And, uh, yeah, and so all we did was bug our parents for stamps and paper and envelopes, and uh, we'd send them off, and then uh, the coolest thing in the world was to get the mail. And uh, because you saw those letters that were in the case out there, they all had the letterhead. Most, almost every one of them has the team letterhead and were colored. And so you knew. Oh. I remember the first letter I got back was from the Pittsburgh Pirates, and it had the pirate uh, logo on there. And uh, it was a 
yellow and black and I got a sticker from them and I thought that was about the coolest thing that I ever got. And so and you'd see letters coming from the New York Yankees, from the Mets, from the Knicks, from you know, whoever. And it it was cool. So but that's all you did. You addressed it to the the team, the stadium and the city. And no zip codes, no anything, but they found their way there. Well, we got to have on the old Google machine now. I don't know if he's trying to find information or what. But so going forward in this year, do you got any, any goals, any business goals that you're trying to reach, or or where where do you want to head? Yeah, uh, you know, I keep I keep trying to figure out exactly where this is going to end up. I've had people ask me about doing car shows or uh, selling consignment, or you know, there's a lot of different. I'll tell you what. The hobby is healthy, though, as far as there are a lot of people doing this. And, um, you mean a lot of people buy it? A lot of people, yes. Because there aren't a lot of card shops anymore. No, no. And when I say that, I mean, this this business, you know, uh, honestly, for something for me, if, if it can take care of itself, it, it's not it's not something that I do to make my house payment. I'm, I'm buying this. Uh, merchandise and trying to put together a store that that uh, that will just grow and and that I can buy new things and put new things in the store that people you know when they come in maybe they'll see something different. I just hung autographed jerseys up from the you know I saw some electrical conduit running across the I beam inside there and I I hung some jerseys up there today and so. I want it to be a place where it's kind of evolving and you want not, new stuff, yeah, yeah, new stuff. And so, for me to be able to, you know, pay my bills and to purchase new items and make it, you know, I I don't really have a an exact vision of how this is going to end up, but I keep finding things to do. And I told my wife the other day, I said, I'm busier, I have more to do than I have time down there to do it, which is That's really good. pretty cool. Well, we're gonna we're gonna throw it out there. We want you to get some goals because Derek and I, when we came into doing this podcast, it was the same thing. I I don't know if you're familiar if you listened to it yet, but uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a big card guy. Like he's a huge card guy. Um, you know, he's from uh, Russia where he actually grew up, and he came to the states and he loved sports and he would collect cards. Um, and that's kind of what happened. The first thing that he talked about is he got a Ricky Henderson card when he was a kid. Which that was kind of my thing too. Was Ricky Henderson? He played for the Yankees, the Oakland Athletics, and then who knows however many teams past that point. Yep. But he got a lot talking about cards and actual the real value because there are tens of thousands of dollars of cards out on the market. I mean, some of these Zion's are, you know, fifteen twenty thousand. These Luca cards, and that's kind of what really got me into it. And as Derek and I talked about it, we made a goal that we do a podcast every week, no matter what, okay. and we've done. Every week, no matter what. 59. 59 of them. So that's great math. That's 52 great. weeks, 59 episodes. We're at our year anniversary with 59 episodes. <laughs> so you figure it out. <laughs> we call that fuzzy math. That's our funny math. Back in it's the like day, that's car. like the Enron math. You don't know how it ends up, but as long as we don't go back to jail. I'm not, I'm not the accountant. I just show up and we do a show. And we're at a year at 59 weeks. So we'll, we'll throw it at you. Throw a goal out there. Get something that you want to do, and whether that's you know numbers of posts, things that you want, you got to make it an obtainable goal that you can actually measure. And for us, it was that one episode a week. Yeah. Um, 
you know, my honestly, I, I know this is this is a little less. Uh, this isn't the most exact goal, but I have said this to people coming in here. There's a lot of young kids come in here, and they come back. And I, uh, I said to a couple of my customers, I said, you know, this will be the coolest thing in the world if I get to see these kids that are coming in here right now get through high school, and I can still be the card guy that for them. Well, right? by that time, I already told my son he's going to be internship here. I already told him, I said, you figured out you're going to work for Phil. Like, yeah, that's well, way I, better than going to the accounting I, office. And, <laughs> and so, you know, honestly, if I could see these kids and I could be the card guy for a while and see these kids that are coming in now, you know, grow up, uh, truly, that's the coolest thing in the world. That will be a success for me. And so, and the way it's going, things are working out, it's, uh, it's, it's on that path. Now, Phil, where do people find you on your social media? I know we talked about it a little bit. There's some cool cards. You're always putting up new uh, posts with, I mean, some really cool stuff. So for the people out there listening that don't live in the state of Utah and should come by and visit you or fly in just to meet you because I think it's that cool to come <laughs> here, where uh, where can they find you at on Instagram and Facebook? Okay, we're uh, it's Venue Sports Cards um, on Instagram and uh, same on Facebook. And uh, that's kind of, I don't have a web page, but Instagram and Facebook are pretty, are pretty good. They, and I just looked at, I can see your Smoltz card or your Smoltz jersey right here on Instagram. Yeah, so. I just posted that. I actually opened up a, uh, a box of mystery jerseys today. I opened uh, three wow. football and three baseball, and I got a Dale Murphy autographed jersey, a Smoltz jersey, and... Uh, Ron Darling. Oh, Darling? Ron Darling. Ron <laughs> Darling. Thank you. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Spot. Thank yeah. you, Jimmy. Hey, your big, your big break you did for the Super Bowl. Do you mind sharing that story with everyone? Yeah. That was a cool story. I like this one. Yeah, we. Uh, I bought a uh, legendary mystery box that had six autographed items in it, and I, I thought, well, I'll see if I could sell it. But it was a $600. I was selling it for $600, and I uh, had some people that come in here regularly that said, hey, you know what, would you, you know, if you ever wanted to do a break on that, um, Hold on, I'm dumb it down. What does a break mean? Okay, it would just be uh, selling spots. And so what I did is, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, you're buying a spot, and then we're gonna open that box up, and then you're gonna, you're gonna get one of those items out of that. So box. we're gonna go half on something, Phil. So what we're going six, sixties, sixties, yeah. On <laughs> and so, so we're going a hundred, hundred dollars a, a all right, shot. All right. And so I, uh, I had a, a spot, and then I had uh, five customers buy some spots, and actually sold those within about a week, week and a half. I had people. We were going to open on Super Bowl weekend, but we were two weekends ahead of that, so I had it sold. So I thought um, we're going to open it up on a Saturday when everybody could do it, and so. Uh, the, the customers all were in on it, and then I got a little nervous about two days before, and I started thinking, oh, boy, I hope there's something cool in here because <laughs> I've, got, I've got some real awesome customers, and I don't want to let them down. And uh, so I, I got a little bit concerned, but then we uh, we uh, we had our uh, – I came up with a little way to do it. We just uh, had everybody sign up, and then I, I put some uh, numbers in uh, – in a, in a basket, and then we pulled everything out and had some of the customers, their kids, kind of set them on the numbers, and then people drew it out of the basket, and whatever number you draw, 
you got the item on that spot. And so we pulled out, um, one of the items was a autographed football helmet with about, well, there were about 11, 12 signatures, I believe, maybe 14 on that helmet, uh, including Alex Smith, the uh, uh, former Kansas City uh, Chief. And 49. And 49. Utah U. Utah U. Yeah. And uh, he, his autograph was on there. Phil Sims from the New York Giants, who I'm a big Phil Sims fan. I've Super Bowl writer. champ, Phil Sims. Yep, and it said Super Bowl. Who took snaps from our buddy Bart Oates. There you go. So another local. <laughs> oh yeah. And so uh, you're in my wheelhouse now, Phil. So that was the that was the that was the 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 big uh, prize out of there. But we also got a uh, Dan Hampton autographed jersey. One of the customers got a Dan Hampton autographed jersey from the Chicago Bears. Uh, Michael Spinks autographed boxing glove. Wow. Um, uh, Bobby Hall autographed picture. So we got some cool things out of there. That's Brett's so it, it was just fun. So you know. Um, so it sounds like I do the same thing with my aunts usually about every three months, whenever it's one of us go to <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> I need a hundred bucks. Let's go to Wyoming, buy some lotto tickets. If something hits, we kind of all share in the wealth. That sounds like what you're doing, Phil. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say that's what you did with your aunts down at the craft fair or something. So I was glad I at least got to the lottery. I was, I was wondering where that was headed. Well, I mean, you do the same thing. You know, we're going to... We're going to Wyoming to get some lotto tickets, and we'll kind of split it, right? My problem is if we ever hit the Powerball, I owe so many people money that I'm in with that I'm not going to have any money once left. But but my odds are getting better, you know. So <laughs> Wyoming, Idaho, just yeah, anywhere. So that's kind of like that, except for a lot of people do card breaks. Um, there's actually a lot of people on YouTube. I don't know if you've watched card shop type guys, and, and they'll do breaks with people all across the country or wherever, and, and they'll pull the cards. I'll sit there and watch them for hours because it's I'm an idiot, I guess. I don't know. I really get enjoyment out of it. It's fun to watch other people get cool stuff. And uh, <clears throat> they'll just open up the cards, and they'll show it to the screen of, okay, you got this card, you got that card. So the break idea uh, for people out there, they're trying to get in the hobby, or they kind of want to, to learn how to get you know some cool things, but they mm-hmm. want to pay $600. It's really a good option for yeah. for people to kind of get started on it. I saw the, the company, I bought these from this company called Legendary Mystery Boxes, and I went on YouTube and watched them open up. You know, you could buy. I've got these jerseys here. I, I carry the boxes that you can buy a mystery baseball, football, uh, basketball jersey. And I've had people open them up here. A Muggsy Bogues autographed jersey came out of one. Uh, a couple of cool jerseys have come out. So I watched it on YouTube and I thought they were doing it with those. They're, uh, you know, about a $100 box, $150 box. Um, so I thought, well, I've got this big one here. Maybe we'll try that. And it, it worked out good. And, and I've got some, like I said, I've got people that were involved in it. My customers that have come in here, they're awesome people. They made it fun. We had a good time doing it. And so, um, we'll probably do it again. Now, Phil, you're being pretty humble. Who won the helmet and how did that go down? Yeah. Let's hear this, that yeah. story too. Yeah, everybody drew out. I drew out last and, uh. Uh, yeah, the the helmet was in a box. We didn't know what was in the box yet. We put the box on, the kids put the box on the numbers. So there was, the box was on, I believe, number three. Well, everybody believe drew out. number three. <laughs> uh, I happened to get number three. And so we didn't know what was in that box. And so uh, uh, all my customers said, hey, you know, you want it, whatever it is. And, and I said, well, you know what, um, uh, 
let's see what it is. So we opened it up, and it was the football helmet. And it was a pretty cool-looking football helmet. And uh, a lot of autographs. Like I said, I saw some pretty cool autographs on it. But then, uh, you know, it didn't look good. And I didn't, honestly, I want somebody, I want everybody here to come out of here. Um, we're big conspiracy theory guys. I got a question for you. Yeah. Where were you the year that Patrick Ewing got drafted to the New York Knicks? <laughs> Are you a part of the cold envelope? <laughs> Can you confirm or yeah, not confirm I, that, Phil? I'd have to deny that one. But, uh, you said you were in the New York area. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I said you got New York ties. You never know. Uh, but uh, so we had a. Um, it was really cool. So I, the, but the people. Um, that were involved in it, and then I said, "Hey, you know what? One of you guys are taking home this helmet." So we did yeah. another draw, and uh, they, uh, another one of our customers, they got that, and so uh, I got a hockey jersey. It's pretty cool. I got a nice uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, autographed hockey. Patrick Waugh. So I wish. Patrick. <laughs> I've got a I've got a customer that is a Patrick Waugh. He's uh, in the fan club. He actually wrote to Patrick Waugh. Uh, a couple months ago, and Patrick Waugh sent him back an autograph. So is his name Michael Painter? Uh, it's not. He's a big Patrick Waugh fan. I don't, he, you don't even give out his name, but I was just curious. Yeah, it wasn't. He, it I, he, sometimes he goes on these trips, and I don't know what he's up to. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been on the podcast a few times. Now, I just need to point this out, because we are a global show. We, we just got our new Bienvenidos uh, Nuestro Gente in Costa Rica. <laughs> we had our first downloads in Costa Rica That's this week. Was, That's yeah. where it was, so... Appreciate that, but Patrick Waugh is actually spelled Patrick Roy, D-Roy. It's just one of those, I believe it's a French thing, so. French-Canadian, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're cultured here. Yes. It's a cultured place, Phil. I, that's part, I learned that since I had the store. I learned how to say Patrick Waugh. Now, uh, what about soccer cards? Uh, me and Adam kind of get in these debates a lot. We're not soccer guys, but that's the big sport. Is that is that growing here with kids as well, or do you see a big demand on on that kind of a th you know it's uh it it's i've got some demand for it i have uh quite a few soccer cards in the cases and i sell some but uh honestly basketball baseball and football right now are the the biggest sellers for me i mean uh uh soccer's growing i think uh i think once people know that i have them and some of the you know i just don't I don't reach a lot of the those kids so far, you know. I know I Spanish Fork is huge on like baseball and um, football, and so uh, that seems to be a little more, um, you know, does a little better for me. But I, I I still I've sold some of the soccer, so I mean it's get it's growing. Adam keeps telling me that's where the money's at, but I can't I can't pull the trigger. Well, I'm going to do my homework. As soon as tax season's over, I've got a couple things to do. And I'm telling you right now, we'll, we'll, just like Venmo's going to start getting taxed, you watch. The soccer market is going to go nuts. That That's my prediction. And I'm going to get in on it. So when I've got hand over fist here in about two years, you guys will be like, man, he was, he was right. <laughs> Should have got in on those breaks that he had going on. I don't have all that soccer money. I'll still be complaining about paying off this furnace. <laughs> Well, you got any, any words of wisdom to leave our uh, our people with, Phil? And we'll kind of wrap it up here for a little bit. But as far as just you've been chasing your dreams, you're, you're living the dream. Um, 
I don't know, words of inspiration or any, any great story just to cap it off with those people out there that want to leave the 9 to 5 and, and retire and do something cool, whether it's a card shop or open you know, restaurant, whatever it might be, eBay store or whatever. You know, uh, like I said, when I did it, I, I really didn't know what I was getting into, but I've, uh, I've been doing this for, I mean, it's almost, you know, it'll be coming up on a year between when I started thinking about doing this and kind of pulled the trigger on taking a chance. And honestly, I have not had one time where I really regret doing it. So it's been, um, you know, if, if uh, it keeps uh, going like it is, um, I'm having a ball doing it. I'm, I'm meeting so many awesome people. Um, I, I said, read some books. Uh, you know, there's some there's some cool books out there. Name me one. Which one? Which one pushed you over the edge, Phil? Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Well, that's what this is. This is a now. podcast about putting people on the spot. <laughs> I think it's called "You Are a Badass." Oh yeah, it, it's it's a lady it's, that talks it's about. It's a lady, and uh, my in fact, my daughter. That's you're in, a financial uh, badass. That's the one that kicked me over the edge. Is that the one? That's the one. Um, yeah, you know what? I read that, and uh, my daughter that's going to SUU. Hi, Haley. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Haley. She's the one that told me to read that book, and uh, you know it, it's really cool too. When I started doing this, and my daughter Haley and my daughter Nikki. Um, you know, they encouraged me too, along with my wife and, and my daughter, uh, texted me a couple weeks ago and said, dad, I'm proud of you for doing it. And, you know, it was really, that was, that's awesome. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's funny you say that cause that's the book that kicked me too. Really? That same exact book. My wife had had it. She didn't read it. And I read the financial part of it. Um, uh, but it brought up a, a thing about Jim Carrey. Um, they talked about Jim Carrey wanted to be paid $10 million for one of his films. And he wrote a check. He post-dated it and put it in his wallet and he carried it everywhere he went. And about two weeks before that check was going to expire, he actually got paid for it. I think it was The Mask really? or uh, Ace Ventura, and that's what happened. So I, uh, I did the same thing. I, I wrote a check to myself and post-dated it, and I was able to, uh, to cash part of it. And uh, I had same thing. I had a, a goal. We wanted to buy a house. We sold our house a couple of years ago, and we've been saving, saving, saving. And I had my picture on my vision board, and mm-hmm. I told my kids about it the other day. They didn't believe me. I'm like, yeah, here it is, right here. So that's really cool that that's what you did. And um, you brought up the word regret. Um, that's what we do. I mean, we I do what I love every single day. Uh, I do taxes. I take care mm-hmm. of people. I help them financially. But in the last two years. It's funny, you're talking about shows, about going to art mm-hmm. shows. Uh, you know, a year ago, two years ago, I was running around these same shows slinging sunglasses. I mean, I was selling sunglasses with Bluetooth in them. And for me, it was that same thing. I learned about it. I did it. You know, I still do a little bit with that, but not much. But now I have a different business. And you got your MBA and, and learning live. You, you did it the smart way. Like, you, you took some time. You, you did it the right way, and you learned. And uh, we're just, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped that you have this story. Oh, thank you. You know, it's, uh, and Adam and Derek, I mean, like I said, I, I count you guys as friends now. I mean, I, I get to meet Adam's kids coming in here and get to know them and, and get to know Adam and Derek. And, and they're just, they're two of dozens of people that I truly enjoy um, seeing come through the door. Uh, it's been really cool. Well, thanks for saying that, but I left my wallet in the truck, so I ain't paying you for those comments. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
He's got a check that's post-dated, Phil. And he'll pay you on those comments here in about five years. Things all work out right. Uh, you want to give us name, uh, address, where people can find uh, your, your building here and um, just kind of what you got. Just a little commercial pitch if you want. You got it. Well, uh, and said thank you guys for being here. This is pretty cool. I've, I, uh, in fact, Derek showed me the other day uh, how to find a podcast on my iPhone because uh, I didn't know. <laughs> Did he take a picture and post it on? Is he trying to cold that envelope it himself? <laughs> I'm looking for new co-hosts. This guy's gonna get rich and disappear. <laughs> but this has been a lot of fun, and I actually had a lot of fun this week telling people I was gonna do a podcast here, and I didn't really know what it was gonna be like, but it's been a lot of fun. So thank you guys. Uh, it's Venue Sports Cards, Spanish Fork, um, on 1153 East, uh, which is 1000 North. That's the, if you're heading up Highway 6 and you see the McDonald's, turn left and keep going about a quarter of a mile, and you'll see me on the left side of the road. And I'm here Tuesday through Saturday, Tuesday through Fridays. I'm here noon to 7 and Saturday from 10 to 5. And you stayed open late for us. We're hitting almost well, 10 o'clock. Appreciate it. Phil. Yeah, I'll stay open late for pretty much anybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you proved it tonight with us. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Phil. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Well, here's the best part. We're still here at Phil's. And you get the after story, after story. Phil said he's there doing these card shows, and he slept to make sure he didn't have to take the stuff away. Yeah, he's the real deal. I mean, that's the thing. People are trying to get into business and Dedication. Stuff, and you got to you got to be committed, and that's that's part of the turf, part of paying the dues. So you got that sweat equity, or sleeping equity, what would you call it, Adam? <laughs> that's right. So like I said, this is our year anniversary show, man. We've had a ton of fun, and, and I was looking at stuff. I, I wanted to bring up the Costa Rica because Derek said, hey, we got some new listeners in other countries. Um, we, got, we got a winner. I forgot to announce our winner. So last week we did the, if you sent a screenshot that gave us a five-star review or uh, subscribe to us on the YouTube You'd get a, a sticker that we sent out, but then out of all the sticker winners we draw, and they got the T-shirt. So our T-shirt winner this week is Mallory Shelley. Hey, Mallory, that's a good person. Great, great. Um, like you want to win next week? Contest's going for the whole month, so screenshots away. We'll get into it next week, get into a little more. You know why they did eBay open. They, they did us wrong. Do you know why they closed it? Yeah, we got to get into that. Yeah, we didn't even get into that today. Did well, you, did I you, didn't see what the reasoning behind that was. There's about 30 billion of those reasons why they got rid of uh, eBay open. 30 billion? You heard me correct. We'll have, to, we'll have to touch that next week. Yeah. That sounds like we could go down a rabbit hole for a half hour on well, it. We definitely could. So, um, man, this has been awesome. We, we hit the year uh, lots and lots. I mean, we've been all over the world, all over the states. Um, I, I really appreciate you, Derek. I, I hope I can still be a co-host for another year. I, I hope I'm not going to get phased out. Well, unless you're cashing them checks. I don't know. Well, you're the one writing big big checks to yourself. Hey, there, there's one that says two death piles of taxes. So Okay, I'll stick around until that one cashes. I, I, I just <laughs> – so Bill Simmons' podcast, they just got bought out too. Hey, I was on a podcast show. I'll, I'll send this out. Mark Kamar had me on his show this week, so – uh, maybe I'm hitting the big time too, but you can go check us out. Give Mark some some love for having me on. Podcast is the new big thing, so we're gonna keep doing it. We said we're gonna we're gonna get out of here so Phil can get to his dogs and and enjoy some Taco Bell. I'll probably we don't want him sleeping him. here tonight on our. <laughs> we do not want him sleeping here. And this make should be a palace <laughs> <laughs> compared to the lawn in uh, in Springville. So uh, this is again, like I said, there's always two things that are certain, Derek. 
That'd be death piles. And taxes. Mm-hmm.